City Quarantined. I'm Liz, that's Aaron, and this is the real start of the episode. No really, no take backsies. This is the real start of the episode. Sorry. Are you, are you, are you good, Aaron? You I'm good, yes. You got your microphone? I've got my microphone, I've got my water, I've got my uh, Mr. Universe hat. I think we're all set. All the cats have made it inside at their insistence. And we hope they'll be very, very good cats and not show up. Oh, no, spoke too soon. I said cats, and they all got up and started coming over to me. I looked at Sherlock, and he was looking disapprovingly. But then he's like, oh, no, I'm going to come sit. No, I'm here to sit. I'm here to talk. But there's a lot to talk about. Uh, today we're going through episodes 11 through 19 of season 3 of Steven Universe. We are trucking along. I forgot how fast this goes when you do 10 episodes instead of 5. Yeah, and we've, we still have a lot of ground to cover because... Uh, I believe there's five seasons of Steven Universe, a season of Steven Universe Future, and then a movie. So we still have a lot of ground to cover. We have finally hit the chunk of episodes where I don't remember some of them. I, I didn't know half of these. Which is really weird because I <laughs> did not watch anything without you. Um, for those of you uh, listening at home. Both uh, cats got up on my lap because that's my life right now. I'm cat mom. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I definitely did not watch any of these without you, which is kind of strange that you don't remember any of, or you remember, you don't remember some of these. I pride my memory. I'm very uh, displeased that I couldn't remember these. So I think we should just jump right into it and see if we can jog my memory. Let's go ahead and start with number 11, our first episode, Beach City Drift. When Connie and Steven run into Kevin, an obnoxious teenager who has harassed Devani in an earlier episode, they fuse again to try and humiliate him by beating him in a car race. Kevin. Kevin. I really feel like this is uh, uh, a lot of growth for both Steven and Connie, um, and you can even say Savani. Um, but the uh, the it just it does kind of go to show for especially for someone who like holds a lot of grudges. It does show that it's like it's so easy to kind of let that stuff go once you make that choice and just do what you want to do. And for a kid to just say, "No, this guy doesn't have a tragic backstory or a past he's running from." He's just a jerk. He's just a dick. He's just a mean guy. Who He's likes just being mean. Kevin. He's just Kevin. And, you know, kind of like Lars, just being mean, not because there's any good reason, just being mean, had not, everything in the world, and it doesn't matter to him. Not everyone has to have the, the parents are abusive or, you know... Uh, neglectful or anything like that and i mean like even timmy turner timmy turner's parents were neglectful but they weren't unloving uh but it was you know vicky being vicky is the issue so i don't know i think those parents are highly neglectful i don't think they love timmy oh i think they love timmy i just think they love themselves a little bit more <laughs> Uh, we're going he, off on a tangent on... He uh, negs his child with an empty wall of trophies he could have had if he didn't have his son. This is the wall of trophies I could have had if I didn't have a son. Just, uh, Tinkleberg. Tinkleberg. And, I, you know, most children's shows, you don't have to have a character with a sob story. But we're so used to Steven Universe that every character who might be bad has a reasonable reason why they are the way they are. Here is the reason why this person is the way they are. But it's getting uh, a lot less forgiving as it goes on. Some people are just jerks. Some people are just jerks. And, and there's, there's a reason they picked Kevin to be the person to, to hang that banner on. Because 
Kevin is the worst kind of creep. He's the worst kind of slime ball. And it's it's strictly because he makes Stevani feel uncomfortable in in the exact way that you're thinking that implies. It's not a, oh, he just was mean to me. No, he got right up on me and he didn't stop even when I said no and he didn't care what I had to say and he only cared about himself. It is laced with undertones. Made uh, Stevani feel less than what Stevani should feel like. And that's mm-hmm. not right. And no one should make you feel that way. Any, No one, blood, not blood, anyone should make you feel that way. And it's that's hard when you're in that situation, but no one should make you feel that way. And not some, you know, little piss ant named Kevin. Kevin. And the sadness of the realization that they did this beautiful thing together just to get back at a jerk. And having to realize, why are we doing this? I like being with you and I'm not, why are we obsessing about him? He's not worth it. It's, I mean, in the end, he's not. And Kevin becomes obsessed with them. (laughs) Just, Staring after them, screaming that you, oh, I see that you're so obsessed with me. You're driving away now, and, and you're rolling up the windows now, and you're turning the corner, and I can't see. But you'll be back. You're obsessed with me. Promise it. You're obsessed with me, with Kevin. <laughs> uh, I do love. There's a lot of really funny moments in this from Connie, look, listening to Miss Universe talk about all the stuff that they had about the '80s, and just saying, "What a time to be alive." Wow. It was truly a magnificent time of slap bracelets. <laughs> uh, just and him eating the spaghetti with the car. Yes. Oh, <laughs> you got a little too close there, Greg. Just, just a midge too close. And Ronaldo having I liked Ronaldo in episodes that we watched. I liked the fun character arcs that he had with this, especially him talking about the supremo. Do you not know the power of the Supremo? I think the power of the Supremo is the power of my Mustang and that it had all forward wheel drive and no back <laughs> tires to speak of. It could it could drift so Just, easily. It could drift so easily that it drifts when you're not intending it to and you make 360s in the middle of the highway. That's how the kind of drift it could do. Yeah, we, uh, we encountered that a few times. <laughs> not on purpose. Not on purpose. It was never on purpose, the drifting. Yeah, it's, but this was a this was a fun little episode, and you, there's a bunch of little references, like the name of the track, Dire Dire Drift, is uh, a reference to the background music to the Super Mario 64 level, Dire Dire Docks. Um, the racing site where Kevin and Stefani raced resembles the famous Akira Akina Pass in the anime Initial D, which um, if you watch, we like to watch a lot of those meme videos or those, um, you know. Oh, deja vu. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> um, that's from Initial D, which was, uh, uh, there's a, so we'd like to go to Dragon Con and um, they have a Initial D racing game. And our uh, friend of the podcast, Derek, uh, and I will always will always find time and just go like because we've done it two or three years now. It's like, hey, Derek, you want to go race an initial D? Does the song play? (laughs) No. Then what is the point? I I'm not sure. I mean, there's a bunch of other things. And the last time we did it, we actually had a race against computers because it was a little wonky. Um, One set was down, and the other ones weren't like communicating with each other real well, or like. People were finishing at different times, so but we still kept the tradition alive at least. So there is a video game reference in one of the later episodes for this one. Yes, so yeah. we'll get, yeah. we'll get to that. But uh, let's move on to the second episode, Restaurant Wars. 
When Stephen accidentally reignites an old feud between restaurant owners Mr. Fryman and Kofi Pizza, it is up to Stephen and the restaurant owner's children to try and stop the feud. I love the last name is Pizza. I just I thought the last name was Fish Stew or something. It's like no, it's it's Pizza. Like Fryman. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, you know, you know, Mr. Fryman, like fries your thing. I mean, look at your hair. What about my hair? Uh. Uh. <laughs> oh my gosh, I do love the conclusion for this. Like it's like the war and how they just start serving just complete opposite of food and. Uh, <laughs> Ronaldo losing his his beautiful nerdy pen pal girlfriend from Canada who comes into town at just the wrong moment to see the two of them pretending to have a relationship is just who was adorable. Let's be perfectly my heart, honest. Yeah. My heart is breaking and him scooting off on wheelies around the boardwalk. But I think my favorite part is him inviting them to his restaurant. And I was thinking, what is he going to do with this? And then the creative ways he thinks about how to serve. The French fries with the ketchup inside them, the pizza bagel with cream cheese inside the bagel, like all these creative notions that only a child would invent. And the these grown men being like, "You have to close. We're never going to please close." And all of the gems dressed up in little waiter and chef outfits are so cute. Yes, chef. Yes, chef. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. This 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 is definitely one of the more fun episodes of this uh, block or this um, cluster. Um, that's what I'm going to call Keep Kong's. Clusters, yeah, yeah, it's cluster. Um, uh, one where they definitely have a lot more fun. Uh, you get a little bit more background of the the Fryman family and the pizza family. Um, you don't get as much, uh, but it is still really nice to kind of just see to kind of take a break of the the Crystal Gem uh, mythos, if you will, and just kind of have him you know take care of his town. But it does really show him that he is still very caring of the people of the town that he does actually care about them even in their day-to-day lives so um <laughs> and this all-you-can-eat buffet that came into town sounds a lot like a cheesecake factory and they're right it had to be stopped i was thinking more like a golden corral because the cheesecake factory is basically an all-you-can-eat buffet but you pay for each individual thing whereas a golden corral you pay 20 30 dollars but you can eat anything yeah see i was just thinking of cheesecake factory having a menu the size of a small novella and just having too much on the menu to yes. make it any good at all. Considering Stephen only has Hot two, takes right here. Stephen only has two items on his menu, and he does them perfectly. And that's all mm-hmm. you need when you do them perfectly. Fryman only sells fries. That's all he sells is fries. It's like we've gone to some like fancier restaurants, and their menus are not very extensive. But what they do is really good. So, so we went to that one place uh, while we we're down in Savannah, and I don't even remember what I had. I just remembered it was good. <laughs> We went to this one place on the street by this town, and we had this thing. I don't know what it was, but it was good. <laughs> I just remember it was expensive. <laughs> it was an expensive thing, and it was good. I don't remember what it was, but it was great. So, um, but it, uh, there are some. I, I I would never have thought about putting the ketchup inside the fries, but now I'm like ranch inside fries. You can put all sorts of things inside of fries. Yeah. And the pizza bagels, like cheese inside fries. As a as a connoisseur of the bagel bite, I am well aware of the amazingness of pizza on a bagel. Well, see, that's the thing is, um, you 
uh, you've worked or your your family owns a place that does we own something a bagel like shop. this. We make pizza bagels. Yes, you make the giant version of them. Basically, you make the Mondo version instead of them being little pizza bagels. They're not little. So technically, what we make is the regular version because bagel bites are a mini bagel. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so yeah, we do the same thing, and we would do not a. When he, they're right when they talk about cream cheese in the bagel, and you know, I know what you're thinking. If you're not, if you've never had a pizza bagel, you're like, well, that sounds gross. But if it's a garlic herb cream cheese, yes, yeah, you under, can't just put regular cream. Mm-hmm. You could put regular cream cheese. It's a beautiful but flavor. as long as long as the marinara sauce um, or the the pizza sauce that you put on there is is has got a good flavor to it. But there was one um, pizza that we made uh, that uh, our actually our brother in law Joe uh, helped create. Um, that was kind of a secret menu item mm-hmm. uh, that you put garlic, herb, cream, cheese, uh, and then you put the cheese on there. And then I think you put a little bit of pizza sauce and then you put or no, you put a little bit of pizza sauce. You put the cheese and then you put pepperonis on it. And it was mm-hmm. so good. If I recall correctly, I might have a little chicken in there, too. Just, or some I think bacon. you could have. Yeah, you could choose pepperoni. or I always chose pepperoni because I enjoyed the pepperoni uh, on the pizza bagel. So No, I adored that. We used to do that for a time back when we were broke <laughs> and poor. We would just make bread pizza where you would put. What do you mean uh, broken poor? That, that's still a fun. I, can't, I French bread pizza French is bread still pizza. delicious. <laughs> Don't you dare disparage a historic. American tradition. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend. I'm sorry. Most food, the most poor food is delicious. <laughs> like uh, beans and weenies, like baked beans and a uh, hot dog. You can't go wrong. Mm-mm. My dad and I. That's Chili, my... throw everything in the pot. Uh, okay, that's that's where I'll draw the line. Oh, you're so bad. I Chili's know. delicious. I know. I'm, I'm bad on that. But uh, Okay, well, well, Restaurant Wars, Aaron. Fries or pizza? If I have to choose, if I have to choose, you have I have to choose. I have to go fries because fries I can eat anytime. Pizza I have to be in a little bit of a mood. Like I can eat pe- Like it's like fries I can eat ninety nine percent of the time. Pizza I can eat like ninety five to ninety percent of the time. See fries for me. Guilty pleasure are fries. You have too many fries. Like I've had too many fries. Pizza oh no! Feels like I've had too many fries. Pizza feels like a meal. Like I, I could be forgiven for eating too many slices of pizza because it was all your food groups was on the but, pizza. But see, you yourself love like the cheese fries that you get from like Texas Roadhouse oh, yeah. or stuff like that. I love all sorts of fries. No, but if I had to pick one, pizza is the wider range of food so i would go pizza i i i get that argument um i'm still in the fry because i can eat fries at any time because you uh you put them into cubes they're tater or sorry not cubes but like rounded cubes they're tater tots you um put it into a long brick it's a hash brown from mcdonald's i'm not talking about the hash browns you get from like you know waffle house whatever um you you know you cut them in different ways. You've got shoestring fries. You've got um, waffle fries. You you've got pizza, crinkle cuts. You can have pizza sugar. breadsticks. You can have triangle pizza. You can have circle pizza. You can have square pizza. You, you can, can have, have recti- bagel bites. You can have the best of all rectangle pizza. Rectangle pizza. <laughs> you know I didn't have that with, school like, obsession. The I'm tiniest, sorry, guys. With the tiniest little pepperoni. Like yeah. Like, now you, I, I remember there was a there for a couple of years uh, in middle school. They had the actual pepperoni. And I don't know why they did, but it, I remember it's just like my life was complete. And then they went back to the little pepperoni bits. I will say that even after our next episode, I think I still have to go pizza. Uh, 
but I, I do like that um, when Jane breaks up with Ronaldo, he calls her her Ohimi-sama, which is Japanese for princess. Oh, Yeah. Just him crying. And so Kof- sad at what he done. <laughs> Kofi's quote of, when pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. It's a reference to the slogan of uh, frozen pizza snack bagels, bagel bites. Ah, sweet. I was wondering about that. Yeah. Uh, do, do bagel bites exist in this universe? I don't think they, they do not. because if Steven creates uh, them in that aspect, then no. Mm-hmm. Um, now, to be fair, which I'm we're never going to get off this episode. To be fair, when you <laughs> go to O'Charlie's, you can get fried cheese, which is technically a fry. But it's also, if you dip it in a marinara, it's also technically a pizza. Now see we're just in the war again. Yeah, so it's like is taco is taco a sandwich? Is a taco a sandwich? There's Stop it. No, it is. Yes. I don't I don't consider it a sandwich. Taco is sandwich. Quesadilla is sandwich. I still don't consider it a sandwich. Quesadilla is a Mexican panini and you cannot convince me otherwise. Next episode. Uh, did you get bagel bites from the grocery store? I was, I forgot to ask. Kiki's Pizza Delivery or, oh, Service. Did you get any pizza rolls? Oh, I forgot to ask. I forgot to ask. I did not get any pizza Well, rolls. you didn't get me any chocolate milk either, so I'll have I to know. get some. Kiki has been having nightmares due to being overworked at Fish Stew Pizza when her sister skips work. So Stephen helps by using his astral projection to go into Kiki's dreams. This is very much uh, like how we get we got to know Ronaldo and Lars and Sadie in the uh, the Lighthouse episode. This is hey, let's get to know um, Kiki and Jenny a little bit more. <laughs> and I like that. I didn't know that one person was the voice actor for both of them. Yeah, I, we talked about that before. I must have forgotten it then. That's she okay. does. They have two distinct voices, even as twins. So she just does a very good job with it. Uh, and this episode hits me right where I live, where you have to learn to say no to people because your feelings are valid and you can't just say yes to everybody all the time to make them happy and it'll be okay because you're making them happy and that's what's important. Sometimes you just got to do what's important for you and people will understand. Sometimes you just have to say no. Mm-hmm. And a cheese rave in a pizza cave sounds delicious. Would do that anytime. It sounds delicious and greasy at the same time completely unhygienic and also delicious yeah just as pizza should be um there's some uh very unique pizza-based imagery in this um because at one point you see a pizza jenny and she is very much cheesy and she has pepperonis for eyes and it's a little creepy (laughs) um but I do like the the episode named Kiki's Pizza Delivery Service, which is based off of Kiki's Delivery Service. Mm-hmm. We just got access to HBO Max, which has Studio Ghibli on it, which we're really excited to watch some more Ghibli stuff. I've never seen Kiki's Delivery Service. I've actually seen it once a long time ago when it, actually when it came on uh, Cartoon Network. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a it's a it's a fun little movie. Um, as a uh, pun master yourself, what did you think of the puns in this episode? There were some really good puns. Um, there, uh, Stephen does say, "Sorry for using the same pun twice to Kiki in this episode." Kiki said the same said the same thing to Stephen in an earlier episode. Ah, uh, call and response. Call and response. Kind of like that. Stephen Universe. The writers are really good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do. There were some really good ones. I can't remember any off the top of my head right now. But there are some really good, uh, good puns. Um, but it's really funny. He calls himself a dream warrior at one point, and I'm like, 
why does that remind me of like a Nightmare on Elm Street? Because there's literally a movie called Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Okay, so they go into the dreams to fight back. Yeah, um, it's actually, it uh, closely resembles uh, the plot of the movie. Because uh, Steven, like the main character, Kristen Parker, can go into people's dreams. They both use the ability to face a monster in the person's nightmare. For Kiki, it was the Pizza Jenny. And for Nightmare, it was Freddy Krueger. Steven even calls himself a dream warrior. So, <laughs> And it's a good way to tie it in how he starts to get exhausted dealing and battling this other person's demons. And I will say that all of the pizza monsters look like fusion experiments gone horribly wrong. So yeah, with the hands reaching out. So mm -hmm. I think that's the, the, his subconscious bleeding into hers. It does feel that way. Uh, and to have a, a, a pizza Jenny was really funny. There's a pizza raven that came tonight. Can you cover for me? Like, Is $40 a lot for a concert? Kinda. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than usual. And it's like, I'm like thinking back to like the concert tickets I bought recently. I'm like, that's about right. It's a little bit more. Yeah. Like, but, and then I'm thinking about like some of the other concert tickets that I wanted to buy, like Mike and Liquor Romance, stuff like that. I'm like, that's less than I would have paid. Tickets become infinitely more expensive when you have to buy two of them for everything. Yeah. You think, ah, 40 bucks on a ticket. No biggie. But then you gotta buy two of them, and suddenly it's a whole big to do. Is it really worth it then? <laughs> a whole big to do. It's a whole to do. But I do like that, even though she was running uh, because the car was broke down um, to deliver the pizzas. Uh, from that... sour cream sick beats. <laughs> <laughs> from sour cream sick beats. Um, but I, uh, I do like that at the end of the episode. She's still running, but she's running for her. Side. Oh, it's a great image. Beautiful image to close out the episode on. It's not for anyone else. It's just for her. Yep. And there's so many good things that you can do in your life that are good that are just for you. Like, you can do something active like yoga, or you can read a book. Just so many things that you can do, and, and they don't have to be Watch like, an incredibly terrible movie. Um, that's not really good for our health. We shouldn't actively recommend those. <laughs> if you're wondering about what we're talking about, I won't reveal it here, but this week's episode that we're releasing on Friday has to do with a truly terrible criminally bad movie it this movie should not have been as bad as it and is. unfortunately it isn't even bad enough to be good sorry it's not one no. of those so it's no. one of those mummy the mummy remake yeah. movies as opposed to just the room no uh but that's i call it i call it the alley parabola where um you've got great movies here really bad movies like the mummy and twilight um the what was the last one um new dawn and stuff uh, like that twilight breaking dawn is breaking dawn so bad it's good and you can't convince me otherwise. I, I haven't seen the movie in a while, so I... I we'll watch I it one time. Yeah. Um, but w one of the Twilight movies is like in that, dead in that right there. Any um, of the Transformers films after one. Yeah, exactly. A lot of those are like, they're just really bad. And then right back up there is The Room. Um, or Plan 9 from Outer Space. Like, this so bad it's good. Um, the ones that have passion behind them, clearly trying to tell a story, just are clearly ineffective at doing it. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot of good movies that fall on the parabola that are it, it's a good way to judge and define. And if you're the kind of person who doesn't watch mov bad movies for fun, then that's a good way to say nothing on this side of the parabola is worth my time. Yeah, like basically, you know, like a zero out of ten or a 
you know, one out of 10, you know, don't go for those kind of movies. But um, when it's a, a negative five or negative seven, then it might be worth checking out, you know, like if it's riffable, like, you know, MST3K or Rift Tracks or something like that. Um, Sharknados, Birdemics, that kind of stuff. If you enjoy that stuff like we do, then yeah, absolutely check out that side of the parabola. But this movie is definitely in the lower uh, bell end. <laughs> uh, overall, good episode. Another Beach City one, just like three in a row. Bum, bada, bum, bada, bum. All yeah. of the people in this town. And whereas before, having too many in a row felt like, come on, get back to the stuff. I don't know, this time, it felt real nice, real pleasant to hang out in Beach City. Probably because all of the conflict, quote unquote, had been dealt with, and now we're just in a, a lull. Uh, if uh, you were to borrow a, a Catholic uh, analogy, we're in uh, normal time. We're in regular. Uh, <laughs> we're in regular time. Uh, we aren't in uh, Easter or Christmas. We're just in regular time. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the the normal time. We're we're there, some stuff is going to ramp up in this cluster, and then right after this cluster, there's going to be some stuff go down. But um, we. Uh, and it it was kind of interesting because we we had a very full weekend. Uh, both Saturday and Sunday were just jam packed. It felt like, um, and and it was nice to on Monday sit down and just watch all of them. We hadn't watched a single one. We were gonna be good and space them out. And we get to yesterday, we're like, well, I guess we're gonna watch all of them in one go. Yes, we're watching six Steven Universe episodes. Oh no! Oh no! Boo! <laughs> bad llama um so yeah this this it was nice to do that so uh but moving on to probably one of the first ones kind of getting back into the quote-unquote flow monster reunion kind of a season one throwback when steven's healing powers suddenly return he re-releases the centipedal and attempts to heal her he can't fully cure her corruption but he learns from her about her history as a homeworld officer abandoned on earth at the end of the war Poor centipedal. I really want to know um, what happened to her and why, why does... Uh, so, essentially, the reason that there are gem monsters is because there was a... Um, that we find out in this episode mm-hmm. is there was a corruption. And it is specifically linked to the diamonds. Yes. The diamonds are the reason why this corruption is happening. This isn't this isn't a weird fusion where two shattered gems are fused together. Not that. It's a gem, singular gem that has been corrupted somehow by the diamonds. And um and it, it's interesting that Steven's healing powers are kind of pushing her or are able to kind of push her back into that direction. So um, but I'm I'm honestly curious to see like I would love to know more about her background, which we do kind of find out some. But like it would be interesting to see if he does ever get to that point, um, you know, kind of speculation if he ever does get into that point of where he can fully heal gems. I don't yeah. know if you can or if he could or like if- would he be as powerful as the diamonds if he could do that? And if he can do that. Are the diamonds even capable of healing anyone they've corrupted? Is that even a power they possess? I don't know, and that's that's my question. Is is um there and um there I'm I'm gonna kind of stop myself because I know with what I could say um would actually be a really big spoiler, 
So I'm not going to say that, um, but I will say that there are some theories that um, I have had, and there are some theories that with that kind of thought process could come from that. So let's you and I make a mental note. Aaron has a theory. Aaron has a theory that he'll share later. Yeah. Perhaps after we see another diamond, because so far I've only seen yellow diamond. Yeah. So, um, but it uh, it was it was really nice. Again, Stephen getting to explore uh, more about Jim Kind and learning more about the history of the Jim Wars, um, and really just being able to show that he does actually care about everyone except Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the, uh, it's really interesting to see that he he does fully care for everyone. And it's, it's really beautiful. Um, It shows that we can have a, a main character that's, that cares for people, you know, be it a monster, his friends, people that he doesn't really know about. And to turn people to his kindness, to just give the biggest eyes to Garnet, just, I lost a battle of will. <laughs> it's not even like a, like he, he like, he like tried to convince her. He's just like gave her the puppy dog eyes. He's like, like I'm gotta, not going to be able to beat this. You gotta let me try. You gotta let me try. Um. So I'm, uh, there's, uh, and I did really, really like the uh, animation change. Whenever she's drawing, uh, Centipedal or Cinti is drawing out the um, uh, the what is happening in crayon, and it changes into a different animation style. Yeah. With the um, as she's drawing it out, it becomes kind of a rudimentary animation or like cartoon esque. Kind of reminded me of Chalk Zone a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, but it it really it brought kind of a different weight to it, and you 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 saw it in a different light, and then when it when it ends, it impacts you a little differently. And you can tell that Centipedal wasn't always a Centipedal; she was a complete and whole gem. What did she look like? Her drawings give a much different shape than what she is now. Is she more like a Jasper? What kind of gem? Is she and her? Yeah, because we can't tell teammates. what she is yeah, from her gym. We've got nothing on her right now, so we just know that. So, like, if any of the gems, crystal gems, got corrupted, would they turn into animals that match their personalities? Hmm. Like, would Pearl turn into like a crane or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I think uh, uh, Amethyst would turn into like a, a hermit crab or something like that. I was thinking like a bear. <laughs> and then Grant would be like a, just a giant gorilla, just huge. And it's and it does show uh, that that beings can communicate without um, direct language because uh, you know Senti communicates through drawings, but then communicates with nonverbal language as well. And eventually, they figure out they take her back to the ship and find her uh, her other crew uh, is there waiting for her, and they they just waited. Yeah. And they still recognize her as their captain. Like, there's something, you know, he he turns right back to Garnet, and she's like, put the puppy dog eyes away, Stephen. They can stay. It's fine. And it seems to me that she's not aggressive anymore. Like, Stephen may not have healed her, but she knows that they're not a threat or an enemy. 
I think that's because of um, I think it's because of Steven, but I think it's also because the gems are learning that not everything is as it seems. Like with Lapis being in the mirror, with Centipedal being, I think they're on their guard, but they're not like, oh, it's a monster, we have to attack it. You know, it's not a monster of the week Power Ranger kind of thing where they have to jump into battle every time, but they're learning that maybe it just needs to. It, sometimes things need to play out. And it may mean that people have to be put into some level of danger. Mm-hmm. It got a little sad and a little happy and was overall good. It was a lot sad. I was very sad. <laughs> uh, I don't know. The next one is probably the saddest. Oh, oh, this this got heavy, man. Episode 15, Alone at Sea. Stephen and Greg take Lapis Lazuli on a boat ride to help her recover from her trauma. However, Jasper follows them and confronts Lapis, seeking to fuse into Malachite again. Confronts is not the word I would use here. Begs her. Pleads. Like every abusive relationship you've ever seen described. It'll be different this time. I'm sorry. We can be so much better together. Just trust me. I've changed. You changed me. Every sort of awful thing you can hear from someone who hurt you so deeply all on display here i um it, it's it's a lot like um a, a, an unhealthy relationship or an abuser to be like oh no you don't understand i've changed i've mm-hmm. I, and you know abusers can or people can grow can change but it, it's really hard for it to be very instantaneous like that it's not going to be you know on a dime and definitely not jasper definitely not jasper um jasper is probably the worst case of a gem that we've seen so far beyond the diamond and beyond yellow diamond and she is just uh, she's crazed she uh, like i think it's honestly uh being fused became a drug to her and oh I th- yeah and i think it was for lapis as well she said it she says like i remember being strong i remember that power and i and i miss her and she hates it as she says it it's it really reminded me a lot of all those arguments that men like to say well if she enjoyed it it afterwards it can't be rape if if her body responded positively to this Thing that all bodies are built for well then she must her body consented for her and it's it was so sad to see her like struggle with that she knows what she's saying is wrong to her core but it's still what she feels hey i i don't have a leg to stand on in that subject because i'm a dude <laughs> i'm sorry um, but it's, i didn't mean to i don't no, want to exclude you from the conversation you're not excluding me it's um i you're you're absolutely right that's that, that is a very tricky situation and truth be told it's um a lot of people what happens is people can people will try to justify their actions in any way that they can and that's one way and i think jasper's like oh you know i used to think fusing was was for the week but now that i know that you know you and i are strong separately but we can be even stronger together and it's just like no you're addicted to being strong that's what it is you you don't you don't care if it's with laughing it's me you just want that strength back exactly the only reason that Lapis might do that is because she has anger towards the crystal gems that she's still working through. 
and you know towards other people that she's working through but you know jasper is like the only person that she doesn't have straight up anger for so it's it is a it's a rough episode and steven again it's similar to uh the um peridot episode where steven just tries and tries and tries to you know make things work for this time she's a lot more receptive to it she she works on you know allowing herself to be happier you know there there are times when things don't go right but then you know then they pull on the um oh you can see all the effort that she's putting into this to try you know she wants to fish oh i can help with that and then greg gets real nervous about it she's like okay and then steven tries to like make her feel okay about doing it and she just stops him and says okay so how do you normal fish like I'm I'm going to try my hardest here. I'm going to work really hard at this. But it's also sad to see her just not enjoying the thing that she loves so much. It's it's really sad and it's like in uh like Peridot even says something about it um in that episode's Lapis's love Lapis Lazuli's love water and she's almost she's not afraid of it but she she has to like turn her back on it that's where her power is derived from but because she spent so much time just being stuck under it it's like it's like a prison to her and it reminds her of her kind of her addiction and it's it's hard for that kind of stuff so um we also get some important lines that aren't explained yet Jasper saying, you know, I'm, I thought I was a brute, but you, you're a monster. And it's like, what has Lapis done? We know she did some things, but nothing that she hasn't atoned for. Like, what has she done that Jasper now knows that th- we don't? I think it's her raw strength and her raw emotions that we kind of saw in um, Mirror Gem and Ocean Gem. I, I, and um and that's a speculation. We still may see more of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but the and in even she says, you know, to Stephen at one point, she's like, "I am capable of way more than I know of, and I can be a monster if I really chose to be." And um, I don't think Lapis would ever choose to be because she knows how it feels to be hurt. And she doesn't want to ever do that to anyone. But I think she still. But she did. She liked hurting Jasper. Exactly. See, that's why she's she's having that that um, internal struggle right now. Okay. So you think it's her inability to confront who she actually is that makes her seem more monstrous by comparison to Jasper, who knows what she likes doing and does it. Yeah, because even some of the even the best of us have the capacity of being able to hurt someone or even liking to hurt someone. But what makes the best of us, the best of us is knowing that and still choosing not to do it. So, um, it's like courage is not the absence of fear, but rather, um, (sighs) seeing that fear is there and going forward with it anyway. Yeah. Even though you are afraid. Exactly. So, um, it is really funny because they have working out. If you don't burn and you're not actually working out. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Though I'm not convinced that my shaking while we're working out is a good thing. Shaking is good. I really don't think that. I feel like I'm not actually getting a workout um, or that I'm not working out properly. So, uh, but it's really funny because uh, they do a lot of stuff with this boat and um, a little lappy. Yeah. But apparently, traditionally, once a boat is named, it is bad luck to rename it. So when Greg and Steven try to rename the ship from SS Misery. Yeah. <laughs> 
the which SS Misery. Did not realize that at the beginning to SS Little Lappy, which resulted in their bad fortunes in the episode. I'm not going to buy a boat. That'd be dumb. And then the boat sings like, I guess I did buy a boat. <laughs> yeah. This rental just turned into a purchase. Yeah. Poor Greg. That's okay. I'm rich. <laughs> what do I care? I'm a gazillionaire. I like how Greg is like, he he is definitely richer, but he is like, doesn't really like flaunt his money. I mean, they had the whole episode in, you know, Empire City, but beyond that, he doesn't flaunt his money. He's very aware of money. Yeah. It's, it's a nice way to allow us to do more crazy and fantastical things without having to explain, well, how did they get to go on a whirlwind trip to Empire City? How did they get a boat? Well, he just has money now. It's fine. That's not what that's not what the story's about. It's no. fine. <laughs> um, so it, this is a is a really good episode, and it shows some character growth with Lapis. Even though this is one of the more complicated and growing characters that we we have in the entire show, all of them do. Um, but I would say because when you when you introduce, uh, you know, a Zuko character. Um, or another character who I'm not gonna say not right now because save it for later. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, no and this spoilers. isn't a spoiler for Steven Universe. No. This is a spoiler for a completely different show that we just finished, and it's oh my god, it was so good, so good, so good. <laughs> uh, yes, Masha, it, it builds the core. Um, but when I shake like a newborn <laughs> lamb doing it, I don't know if that's a good thing. So if you're planted, if you are planted, and then you perhaps raise up onto the balls of your feet. And you st- and your legs shake. That means that's good. That means your legs are working for so you. So what about if I'm doing like the side plank that we did today, mm-hmm. and I'm doing this, and my and I'm shaking while I'm doing it. It could be needing to take deeper breaths. But if you're shaking, that you have to fall down. It should be shaking like tremors. Like everything's like working really hard to keep you. I, w- in I would that call space. it tre- tremors. Is a good description so for it. So tremors are good. Tremors are all of your muscles because I tremor real hard in my workout. Oh, um, see, I don't see it at all. Like, oh, you're you're very sweet. I think you're focusing on your own tremors. <laughs> yeah, see, like I'm I'm used to like I'll do a I'll do a workout and I can just feel tremors. I like I there there are times when I have to just stop the workout and do something else, but it's just As long as you can breathe. If you can keep breathing, you can breathe through the tremors. I ha- I do have issues with breathing, but I think that's a different issue. I don't think that's with the workout or with m- even my endurance. Um I think that's a different medical issue that I'm actually trying to address right now. So My favorite workout move is a squat right now. I really like squats. <laughs> Anywho. Anyways, Let's move on to our next episode, Greg the Babysitter, another Rose Quartz episode. When Stephen asks Greg how he started working at the car wash, Greg tells Stephen about a day he and Rose spent babysitting sour cream for Vidalia. Because, of course, it's going to be that episode. Uh, well, you know, back when your mom... Stop! Here's your guitar. Tell, sing it to me. Don't, Don't tell me. Don't just tell it to me. Sing, sing it, it to me. me. Oh, gosh, I love I love how Greg frames all of these. And it's such it's a really beautiful look at Greg learning. Like, I have to become more responsible. And you think that, oh, it's it's fine. It's for love. He waits in the freezing cold in the blistering heat. He rips his jeans and has no food. But it's just to see Rose and it's all okay. And then realizing that another woman has been a mother figure to him this whole time because he doesn't have the ability to take care of himself and him realizing huh well i could i could be better on this i could do more than this i can't just i won't just sit around forever 
waiting for the love of my life. I'll do something while she's gone, and then she will like me more because I'll be self-sufficient. And ladies really crave that. And and her lines like, do you know how long it took me to realize that you and him are completely different? <laughs> and like, it's it's more of like because this giant being, uh, aka Greg, and his tiny being, aka Baby Sour Cream, or Baby Cream, is, uh, you know, they they look entirely different yeah but they i mean gems don't grow that's yeah not they're what just they do. made now they can adjust the shape or shape shift or you know change their clothes with that kind of stuff but they don't ever grow or change unless they fuse and that's a whole other thing but humans are always changing and you know she's she says that fascinatingly but it for her or for him when he, she says that he realizes like it kind of is a, a weird jab that she does not mean in that way. It was like, oh, I am a child. <laughs> oh, no, I'm I'm a baby. I'm a baby. I'm just as baby as this baby. Like, you could tell that Greg is, like, living in his van for more spiritual reasons at this later point in life. But early on, it was just a lack of drive or focus. Just an inability to get off a friend's couch and just... Do something of his own and figure out what he wants to do. Even the beginning song, I think, has a couple meanings. Yeah. It's, I think I need a little change. Change like money or change like a change of lifestyle. Exactly. And in the reprise, I think you get that that secondary meaning. So, mm-hmm. um, but it, Yeah. Rose Quartz just watching a baby climb up a Ferris wheel is exactly what an alien would do. Well, I thought you watched the baby. I did watch the baby. I watched him go all the way up there to the top. <laughs> Rose. You're doing amazingly. He's doing a great job, by the way. Baby sour cream is a mood, and I need baby sour Meh. cream in my life. <laughs> he's just—he's just a chill, chill kid. <laughs> kind of reminds me of her nephew whenever he was a kid. Meh. Meh. <laughs> I wonder what ever happened to baby sour cream. <laughs> Meh. Meh. Nobody knows. <laughs> uh. Oh, the we forgot to mention in the Kevin episode, what? Kevin comes by and gets his car washed by mm-hmm. Steven's dad. And then uh, he r- drives off without paying. And he goes, wait, you didn't pay for your... Uh, who cares? I'm rich. I know. <laughs> uh, it's There is a lot of fun snapshots during the song montage of how he and Rose spent their time together. Yeah. And how he interacted with the other gems. Them listening to <laughs> music or uh, reading their books, Passions of Xanathor, or just all that fun stuff. Uh, how Pearl still didn't really, or still not really did not little. warm up to him at all back But Amethyst then. and Garnet giving him high fives, just enjoying the time. Uh, the announcement of the Little Butler show that's about to come on air. <laughs> little Butler, Little Butler. I know that's not the theme song, but I'm, I'm mixing two. I'm, I'm mixing the theme song from Little Hitler from Robot Chicken and that. So, I, you know, we have Fryman who ha- runs just a fry shop, and we have Greg who has a car wash who only does two cars a day. That's busy. <laughs> Rent must be so cheap in Beat City. It must be it's, so easy it, to live it there. It has got to be. It's a beautiful cheap. town hidden from the world. Where money doesn't really mean anything. You don't want to, like, we don't want to end up like Beach or uh, uh, Ocean City. What happened to Ocean City? You don't want to know. <laughs> Wait, there's an Ocean City? Exactly. <laughs> it's gone now. <laughs> it's funny to see, a, you know, Beach City's 
obviously a city dependent on tourism, and yet we never see any tourists. Well, if you kind of keep your eye, um, uh, if you keep your eye out, there are tourists, but it's not like there's a huge abundance of them. It's not like when you walk in, it's like swamped with tourists. But um, I think during the restaurant wars, like it was the first time we saw like a a gift shop where you saw like Beach City merchandise. Um, but uh, every so often you'll see like an extra person or two that aren't like, you know, the Frymans or the pizzas or, you know, who are like the normal citizens of Beach City. It's, you know, Mr. Smiley running the entire amusement park because no one else is there. (laughs) Exactly. Just running around from place to place. I can't afford to hire anyone else. We also see some Vidalia, which is always I really enjoy seeing her and seeing as she grows up. I would love to see. I don't think we'll. I don't know if we'll ever get that, but I would love to see them uh, meet each other and uh, like kind of grow their relationship. Greg and Vidalia. Uh, no, Amethyst and Vidalia. But that is actually something that um wasn't brought up. Um, is how do Greg and Vidalia know each other? Well, I'm it sure like Vidalia more... was dating his icky manager when he came Marty. through town. Yeah. Because she was dating him, I think, because Marty Sour Cream's dad. Yeah. So they probably got to know each other that way. More than likely. I have had to guess. <laughs> if I had to guess, and there wasn't a canonical explanation available to me, I would guess that. <laughs> it's not canon. It's not canon, Don't bro. worry, bro. It's not canon. It's not canon. Uh, episode 17, Gem Hunt. Connie goes on her first mission with Steven and Pearl to find a corrupted gem monster in the Great North only to find two monsters being targeted by Jasper. I want to know who these two beasts are, because it's important for some reason. Oh, wait, there's two of them? I, there, there is a reason that there's two of them. I know there is. And see, here's, here's an episode where I don't recall. I don't remember watching this one when we first started. I do not remember it at all. So for me, I am coming back into this fresh and you're smiling at me because you know what these two things are. I don't know what these two oh, things are. You're smiling it's, at me. No, they I... were just thrown in. This is this is literally like a um th- this was this was just a thing. Like th- these were not shown before now. Mm-hmm. Not that I can remember. Okay. Um no, these beasts were this was their introduction episode. Okay. Uh I do love Pearl's just beautiful doting motherhoodness on the walkie talkies the entire way. And remember, don't if you find one of the monsters, don't make a sound. <laughs> and don't don't make any sudden noises. Just <laughs> so very very good. This is a um. And then the snow, like I can't recall, the last time we saw snow was a Connie and Steven episode. Yeah, but they blizzard. they transported the they zoomed to someplace else. Uh, no, not that it's never no more that that's a location. A snowy location is not often one that we visit in Steven Universe. True. Mostly it's oceans and beaches and deserts and islands. This one was a little different for all of that. That it is. <laughs> um I do like you know I like that <laughs> I love that Connie has just read this guide 16 times front to back on how to survive in the wilderness. I forget what the title of the book was, but it was something really how to survive the punishments of nature. It was <laughs> <laughs> nature is not your friend and pine needle tea doesn't taste good, but it's not about tasting good. It's about surviving the elements. It'll keep you uh, away from scurvy. Yeah. Keep you alive from scurvy. Uh, and and Connie packing this huge bag full of all the supplies they could possibly need for any eventuality. And Stephen's like, 
I brought board games because you get bored. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> That's also good. That's good. It's all good. Uh, yeah, this, uh, it's a good episode cause it does show that like, you know, even though Connie has been training and has been preparing and has been doing all of this, she's not been in an actual situation yet. This is still very much a, a new situation for her and we get to see that front and center. Um, and she does kind of freeze up at one point and, um, and she feels incredibly bad about it, but they do kind of make it through a little bit. And um, it, it's good to see her kind of grow through that. Yeah. And they even say that it wasn't, it's, it's okay that you didn't fight Jasper. That's not what we came out here to do. Yeah. We came out here to find this thing and we found it. And you did the mission exactly right, as I would have wanted you to. And your parents won't kill me. Uh, at the beginning of the episode with Stephen taking all the photos, it's like, all right, now, big smile. All right, now, uh, smile like uh, someone just told a joke. Okay, now, smile like someone told a joke, but it wasn't that funny, but you're still kind of laughing at it. But it's a joke that makes you think. <laughs> Connie's think first mission. Connie's first mission. Uh and then her tirade about the oil levels and energy depletion and resources of the planet. So very good. Uh, I, and uh, like, I like how there was like an air of mystery uh, because this this was the beyond the Lapis Lazuli episode. This was the first time we saw Jasper. Uh, so Jasper came out of the ocean, which we could probably uh, think that maybe that's where she came out after the Super Watermelon Island episode. Yeah, she fell into the ocean. And she's just been biding her time trying to find out where everybody is so this is the first time that we see her like scheming and she's definitely scheming or trying to find something yeah she wants these corrupted gems and again these gems aren't uh, a rogue fusion they're corrupted yeah they look like they used to be jaspers they have that big hulking look and they have that big hair it could be that but Either Unsure. which way, it's it's like she's building an army, basically. Like she thinks, like this is what I need. You all have each other. If I have more, you wouldn't fuse with me. Okay, I'll just have more creatures with me, and then I'll be able to stop you. Uh, it's it's hey, very Rose. Look what I have. God, they animate Jasper so creepy. Like she's as creepy as Yellow Diamond. She, straight they, up, they give her too much details. Yeah, that's it. The more details she gets, the creepier. Just like yeah. Yellow Diamond, it comes. Up. Very creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with that face, though. The, the where she, like, <laughs> the very, face. The very, very good face. But this, yeah, this is a good episode to kind of show Steven and Connie, like, doing a little bit of survival, but, it, you know, making it through. Um, Do you think, since we only know a little bit of forward motion, do you think Jasper will eventually be redeemed like Peridot was redeemed? I don't think so, but I've been proven wrong um, with some of these shows. My thinking is no. The way they keep building up Jasper is no. Like, but again, I don't know. I I could be proven wrong. Because um, we, even in this chunk, in this cluster, have Kevin, who's just an unrepentant asshole. And he just is. He is. And they, I don't think they're going to redeem him anytime soon. So it would be interesting to see if that continues. Yeah, I, I really, I don't think they are. Like, I think they're kind of making her out to be some sort of, like, middle bad. Not big bad, not small bad, but kind of middle bad. Middle bad. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I, she could become a Prince Zuko. Um, she could, you know, 
she could easily become that. But I don't, I don't know if I would want that for that character. That that arc doesn't really seem cohesive enough. Like if she's taught a lesson, that's fine. But I don't want her to become an ally in that sense. So, hmm. Yeah, I get that. She seems a lot more aggressive. Where Peridot felt more distant. Yeah. She's more of an Azula than she is a Zuko. I mean, Zuko at the very beginning was like, honor, 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 honor. <laughs> uh, but but he calmed down after a while, and we might be starting to see, like this this might be like him, you know, doing like the attack at uh, you know, bossing say, but um, the Northern Water Tribe. That that might be this was what we're saying, but I I, I don't guess- know. Without a sympathetic character on her side to talk about how she has goodness in her, I guess it's hard to Zukofy her. Exactly. She doesn't have an Uncle Iroh, which is the best character of Avatar <laughs> that I've said in her Fight me. I will never fight you. I was looking at the camera at the time. <laughs> well, our listeners won't fight you either. Because they're cowards. No, they're not. We go no, into. I, I love you all. And listeners, too. We go into our second to last episode. For that one listener, you know. Which I consider to be a two-parter of its own. Mm, yeah, I would agree. Crack the whip. When Garnet and Pearl return to the Great North to look for Jasper, Amethyst is put in charge of Stephen and Connie. They continue their battle training together and try to have a fun day in Beach City, but are interrupted by the reappearance of Jasper. It was nice to see them all goof off together. Especially Connie kind of letting her hair down, you know, loosening up a little bit. I didn't bring my bathing suit. You don't need your bathing suit. Ooh. Okay, and just <laughs> just runs right into the water, and you know they did a good job of doing enough of it that it kind of faded away the danger mm-hmm. that you know well they shouldn't just be goofing off something bad's going to happen and they didn't like keep trying to remind us of the the danger we kind of think we all, I think we always knew the danger was there but once the danger once we we kind of fell into the the lull of it ourselves as viewers so and even then it's. It's a good way of showing, even when they do get attacked, even after Amethyst said, blow off training. You don't have to. It's okay. It's a gut feeling. Even then, when she gets suddenly attacked, she takes on and takes care of one of the giant beasts instantly. Just handles it. Done. Because she knows what to do because she's a fighter. Yeah. She even says at one point, she's like, um, you know, uh, it's like, it's not a, a pretty win, but I'll take it. Yeah, and I think that's very amethyst. Yeah, it's it's not it's not pretty, but I'll take it. Exactly, I agree. Um, but then out pops beast number two. Like with you, Jasper. you thought the boss battle was done, but no, that was just his first. You form. thought the boss battle was over, but no, it's me, Dio. Um, I did love the images of them running up and down the boardwalk, scaring off the seagulls uh, with lion. <laughs> and and this is a cat just running through the seagulls, and then all of them wearing their glow bracelets. And uh, um, uh, Petey just sitting in the background, just reading the newspaper. <sighs> <laughs> really, yes. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and she does. Of course, Amethyst does her great pearl impressions. Yes. Yes, marvelous. Well done. Oh, you're all just so talented. Pearl-tastic. Pearl-tastic. <laughs> um, and, but it does show, because, like, uh, Stephen and Connie get really afraid because uh, uh, Jasper does come out, and she does end up poofing uh, Amethyst. Straight up, like, it 
it feels just gut-wrenching because this is like this is a jasper episode where she gets like take on somebody like she took on garnet like this is like a a full one-on-one battle for a while yeah and it's it was hard because you know amethyst knows that she is she is not as strong as she should be but she kind of makes up for it for cleverness and you know being able to kind of work around it and i think that's also like how other characters like steven and um you know other people they don't have the brute strength that they should but they work with it with being clever um but i uh it was tough to see amethyst you know try to take on jasper and just unfortunately thoroughly get her butt kicked and once she kind of um once she does get poofed steven and connie kind of go oh shit we got to help out well they're already trying to help and they see that and immediately fuse like right then and there like well uh jasper actually tries she starts to like to try and crush amethyst and she just loops right in and kicks it out of their out of her hand just ready to go and again some you see jasper just complete confusion just looking at like that's a human. You can't fuse. Like, every time she thinks she gets it, like you can't fuse with a human, a dirty human. What are you doing? Just, uh, just sinking back into the ocean the way she and does. Stevan- and Stevani not only having Steven's shield, and but also having Rose's sword. It's isn't that just the best combo? Like you know the writers planned it, but you don't realize how perfect it is until they fuse and they're holding both sword and shield. You're like. Of course, this is exactly what they were made to do. This is it works so damn well. It's so very good. Uh yeah, and and poor Amethyst, like you know, we've seen her before immediately fuse back up because she doesn't really care about her form. This or, time yeah, reform, yeah. This time you get the chance that she reforms because like she's really worried about Connie and Steven's safety and she comes back, Okay, I'm here and Jasper's already gone and they've already won and this is like the little breaking of Amethyst's little heart because every time we have to break poor Amethyst's heart just looking at what she could have been and what she's supposed to be and saying, well, what am I even doing here then? Why, why am I even here? And um, and you yeah, can they tell kinda... she knows what she, she, she wants to be proud of who she is because Rose told her, she says that, you know, like, Rose said, I'm perfect the way I am. I don't need to be like you, Jasper. I don't have to. I'm awesome. <laughs> you don't. You can't stop me. And then she is stopped. And it's just the sadness of that. Um, and the episode ends just, and I, and this is one of the few episodes that doesn't have like a star, uh, star wipe or a star. Um, actually, I don't know what the term is for that. Um, star fade? Star fade. Star wipe. I, star wipe. I think star wipe is good. Um well, it goes down into a uh, star shape and then cuts out. Um, but this is one of the few that don't have it. I think that's kind of signified that this is kind of a, a quote-unquote two-parter. Um, and then it jumps into the next one, um, Stephen versus Amethyst. And uh, Stephen kind of feels bad because um, they uh, Amethyst does compete uh, with Stephen uh, for pearl points. <laughs> Yeah, Amethyst is literally making egg salad in the sink disposal. <laughs> and she's, you know, you can tell Amethyst has always been, I don't have to train. I don't have to worry. I'm comfortable where I am. I'm, I'm, I'm acquiescent. And <laughs> then she just decides, 
No, wait, you know what? No, I'm going, I can do this. I can prove that I'm better than him. Of course I can. I just have to try. I wasn't trying before. I just have to try now. And Steven just wins all of the pearl points. And and he, like, and it's not even like he is trying to be better than her. He literally is just trying to. Just doing his best. He's just doing his best. I, I do like the way it ends. I was worried with Steven versus Amethyst. I think you and I were both thinking it was going to be an entirely different episode than it yes. turned out being. And I'm very excited for when that episode happens. Yeah, which uh, I don't think will be in this season, actually. I think it'll be in the next season. We'll see what happens. And it's really, you know, it's nice to see them fighting over who's the worst. Like, that's like every friend fight I've ever had. No, you're more charming and pretty. I'm the hideous one. No, you're so smart. I'm the one who's no, dumb. You understand. You're so pretty. I'm ugly. I'm a troll. Every every beautiful drunk girl fight outside <laughs> a bar I've ever seen. Just the the sheer friendship of being like, no, wait till you see how awful I am at this. And then both of them just kicking each other's butts for a while, just not holding back. Everyone gets beat up to hell in this. Yeah, it's, and, like, they don't hold back, but then they also, there's times when, like, uh, Amethyst almost gets crushed by a boulder and Steven, like, saves her, and then uh, Steven almost goes off the edge of the, the fighting arena and Amethyst saves him. So it kind of is a, 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 a back and forth. They saved and then get hit real bad. Like uh, like the, both those instances when she pulls Steven back off the edge, she then slams him into the ground. When Steven throws the shield to crash the boulder, it breaks the boulder up, but then the shield hits her in the back of the head. Like, they're not holding back, but they don't want their friend to get hurt that way. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's like, yeah, they like they want to battle each other, but they don't want them to die, or they don't want them to get poofed or anything like that. Uh, I do... Uh... I love that Pearl's little fanny pack is full of prizes. <laughs> it <laughs> She's was just like, wearing a fanny pack, the prize pouch. It reminds me of like a uh, just being a kid, but it reminds me of being a kid. And like, uh, the, the, I had a couple teachers that had like that prize drawer or whatever that had just like little or a prize box that had like little random like toys or oh, like going to the dentist office it, yeah that that too like you know oh you were such a good kid you can pick a sticker or a eraser top or something and like probably that just leaning down to amethyst all confiding like the positive reinforcement is just working wonders <laughs> yeah it was uh it was <laughs> um again kind of with avatar the last airbenders i could start with Hoff. i find that positive reinforcement works the best with him so. Thank you for that insight. Let me try that now. Get up! Get moving! I ain't your mama! <laughs> and then is... Pearl coming back in at the end of the fight. You've ruined the ruins! <laughs> what did you do? Oh, poor Pearl. I'm glad that the new Hollow Pearl 2.00001 is less deadly. I've been waiting for a good Hollow Pearl. High five! <laughs> Accepted! <laughs> I can't do the I can't do the math. I want to try, but I'm not going to. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun to see that Hollow Pearl has you know taken a step back. Um, but it this was a good fight to see because they're both addressing their inadequacies, but then they are also addressing their respect for each other. It also feels like it's not the end, especially with episodes that we know are coming of mm -hmm. of Amethyst's insecurities about what Jasper has told her. It would be too easy to get it fixed up in one 
like pounding ground like it helps establish how she feels within the group but not her own issues yeah and i think um amethyst issues are a lot more deep-seated than you know one like good tussle is gonna gonna fix or anything like that peridot we've seen it with jasper like there's so many and the more we learn about how gems operate on homeworld where they are made with a single function and purpose and that is it and that's all they're made to do and if you're not built right you are a failure like there's just something like it feels like humanity would be quashed as a very uh, Hordak sort of, you know, <laughs> everyone's assimilated, everyone thinks the same and breathes the same and talks the same, and any rogue thoughts are treated as alien and anti and shouldn't be allowed. You can't have a name or anything Very like authoritarian. That. Also, the- science. Science. Oh, gosh. Okay. We will not spoil last season of she We did watch it. We did cry. It was very, very good. Um, She-Ra as a whole is just a great series. It is a great series. Season four was a little iffy. Not not, not entirely. There was just a couple character choices. I was like, eh. But other than that, like, it was just season five, just absolutely stellar <laughs> in more way than one. Season four was sad because and people just weren't talking. But in a better way than most TV shows treat that if they just talked to each other, they'd figure this out. I would agree, It yeah. was better then that premise usually turns. And yeah. it, there's a lot uh, to be said about... Um, oh God, there's so much I want to say about it, and we can't say it here. We, I cannot, say, we cannot say it here. I will say our first She-Ra episode is one of our most listened-to episodes. Yeah. So perhaps it would be good to come back to it and talk about it again. <laughs> we might have to just do like t- seasons two through five yeah, or just, something like just, that. Just our thoughts and our end cap on it. Honestly, yeah. recap. it's yeah. really, really good. And I can't imagine binging it in the way that I enjoy binging Steven Universe. Even if something really bad happens, it's only 10 minutes. And you can go on to the next one and figure it out. With She-Ra, every episode feels like sometimes a gut punch or something is happening. It's very, like, the reason I couldn't watch Doctor Who, every episode felt like the end of the world. And I got a little, like, <laughs> by the end of it. It's just, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't take the pressure. <laughs> That's understandable, but I, I, I didn't enjoy Doctor Who. I really wanted to go back and watch uh, the uh, uh, the second to last uh, the second to last Doctor and the more recent Doctor. So, um, but uh, so this this uh, Stephen versus Amethyst episode was a good one. Um, what do you think of this cluster? Which one stands out to you? Which one is your favorite? I'd probably have to say uh, the two-parter with Stephen and Amethyst or the Lapis Lazuli um, Alone at Sea episode. Yeah, the Lapis Lazuli one, I definitely remembered that one the first time we watched it. So that one really does stick with me. Um, I think for me, uh, as always, we do love our Rose Quartz flashbacks. So Greg the Babysitter is fun too. But if I had to say just like what made me smile the most... I actually think it was Restaurant Wars. And I know it's an inconsequential episode in the grand scheme of things, but the fact that they use their kid logic to uh, have the two of them pretend to date Romeo and Juliet style to end their feuding family wars. Which almost worked. Only for Ronaldo's girlfriend to come out in the last minute. And no, sir, only hand hand holding and and, and lonesome, longsome looks, sir. (laughs) Nothing else. Uh, no, no. Uh, just, uh, We're talking about Fryman's hair to their increasing battles to the restaurant that Stephen builds. 
Oh, can everyone hear our music? I, I, I don't know if they can. I think they I'm can. Go ahead and if you're enjoying that. the. Sorry, the. the uh, That's okay. I hope I don't have to pay royalties on that. Sorry. No, uh, please think, don't sue us. No, we're probably just running a little bit long. And yeah. that's our phone call from someone who's saying, Why are you still recording? I'm <laughs> sure. Uh, but I think Restaurant Wars was my, just my favorite. I liked Pearl as a waiter, and I liked Amethyst as a chef, and I liked all the little touches and kids' solutions to trying to figure out this problem, which in the end isn't some, you know, bitter few that had a really good reason behind it, but was just petty and so could be solved with a child solution as opposed to <laughs> racism can be solved. We all just hold hands. So it was, it was a bit better for me. Yeah. Um, so I, I, uh, I did like, I mean, there's, there's not a bad episode in this at all. And no, I don't, I, I don't think, think we're a single one. I don't think we're going to encounter those really much at all either. So, um, but let's go ahead and move on to the episodes we're about to go to. Cause we're, doing we're still gonna we're gonna jump back into 10 since we just did nine right because we're, so we're gonna jump into 11 episodes this next time to talk about gotcha we are going to episode 20 and 21 which is a two-parter called bismuth if you've seen steven Unis before we're about to cry real hard uh beta which is another part one and earthlings which is another part two Back to the Moon and Bubbled, which is the season three finale episode, but we are not stopping there because that was existentially terrifying when we stopped there last oh, time. Oh, God, so yeah. We are stepping right into season four and going with the first five episodes Kindergarten Kid, Know Your Fusion, Buddy's Book, Mindful Education, and Future Boy Zoltron. <laughs> and we are now getting into episodes I clearly do not remember at all. Looking at these descriptions, they are not even ringing the teeniest bell in my head. So there, I'm there are a couple of these that I'm like, I don't know. And then there's some of these I'm like, I remember the slightest little bit of them. First episode of season four, I I do remember. I I do remember very well. So I'm I'm looking forward to because there's some of these I'm like, I don't remember everything that happened. But then it's like I think we we I think we stopped. I, um, we stopped before the, the this is gonna be this is gonna be an intense season because this is where we so we are finally starting to catch up to ourselves. So, yes, in the um, past. <laughs> yeah, there there is a certain point, um, where we are when we're getting close to it. Um, but there's a certain point where we will hit where we get that we left before and it's going to be gonna start theorizing we're going to yeah. start making wild accusations because we ain't, <laughs> we ain't going to know what's going on no more not no more not no more not uh, no mo so we're going to see if we can keep it under the hour and 30 that we did this time with an extra two episodes tacked on we had a lot to talk about we'll have a lot to talk about next week if you want to join us for the live video conversation come join us on facebook at married to the idea we come on every Tuesday night at 5 p.m. Eastern time, and you are free to jump into the chat and talk about your favorite episode or favorite character arc or anything that is spoiler-free. We will do the same for you. Yeah. If you want to listen to previous episodes and not just watch the video, you can find us on SoundCloud or iTunes under Marriage of the Idea, our parent podcast, and go through the back catalog and listen up on those. And if you like hearing what we have to say and want to hear us talk about something other than Steven Universe because you're just being kind and watching even though you've never seen the show, we recommend that you watch our Marriage to the Idea podcast, which is every other Friday that we release on SoundCloud and iTunes. Last week, we did my birthday episode, so I got to pick the movie. Uh, this week, we are doing a movie that we have been looking 
forward to watching for a while. And then the next time we come on, it'll be Aaron's birthday episode. Yep. I'm really looking forward to that. So, Have you picked what movie you're going to pick for your birthday? Not yet. I haven't decided what I want to do yet, but I'm, um, I will be thinking about it, uh, especially um, after we record this week's episode. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, I'm looking forward to decimating this week's movie. This week's movie. So Can't wait for it. But uh, thanks for everyone who tuned in to watch. Uh, comment below what your favorite episode of the cluster was, and yeah. if you're, and if you know what's coming, how much you cried, and uh, yeah, we, uh, yeah, like I said, we we're about almost caught up, so we're getting to the point where like I'm like I'm looking, at, uh, we've we've definitely I've seen that I've seen that I've seen that I've seen that and I'm like looking further ahead. I'm starting to be like I don't know, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm like I don't know, and there's there's a few of them I'm like. I possibly don't think I've seen that yet. So there's, I'm, I'm getting really excited. So, um, and I can tell you once we hit season five, I definitely haven't seen anything of that. So it's season four is where it starts to get a little sketchy. So I'm very excited. And then, um, obviously we, we kind of have to find where we can watch Steven universe future and then where we yeah, can find we the movie. Have so. Almost every streaming service known to man, <laughs> we have still almost. not found Steven universe future. So if you know of where we can watch it, we would love to check it out, yes. so we can actually keep podcasting about it. Yeah, so we'll have to we'll have to make uh, those mean, ends meet. So, uh, but until next time, remember, only you can keep Beach City quarantined.